The views and opinions expressed in this presentation by the hosts and guests are those of the individuals providing them and do not necessarily reflect those of the production company or distributors. Hi, and welcome to Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit. I'm Wanda Lloyd, and I'm here with my Two Old Chicks podcast partner, Tina McElroy-Ansa. Hey, Tina, what's up with you today? Oh, man, I'm, I'm feeling good today, Wanda. You know why? Why? Well, I got a, a text from, from one of my little school girls about the COVID test and, and being able to order them the day before. And I went ahead and ordered them really quickly, and it was easy. And it was a, a, a COVID test. Dot G-O-V. And so I said, well, I'm going to send this. So, of course, I sent it to you. And you I did. sent it to my family. And, and I would think so often, I, you know, she knows about this. You know, this is just going to be an old lady, to old chick bothering everybody with all this. I cannot tell you the number of people said, oh, thank you so much. I thank you for thinking of me, people who had already done it. So I just said, I feel good because I got all this love back that I didn't even expect from people who appreciated me thinking about them in these times. So, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Your question, I'm doing good. That's good. I got your note. I think I got it from about six other people at the same time. There was just like, bing, 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 bing. People are really excited about getting these tests. So I hope as many people are excited about maybe getting the vaccine and the booster because that's really what we need, right? That's exactly what we uh -huh. need. We certainly need to test if we're going to move around and try to get back to some kind of sense, yeah, of, uh, right. you know, yes. some kind of sense of, of normalcy. Right. What, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm just, you know, glad to be in our second season and looking yeah. forward to a fun conversation with a guest, someone who happens to be one of your little schoolgirls. It certainly is. It's Sybil Wilkes everybody's girlfriend in their mind, everybody who would love to talk to her and, and pick her brain and know what she's doing and all the rest. And she was truly one of my very first, maybe my second good mm -hmm. little school girl. She's a wonderful, wonderful uh, person, a wonderful icon in the business. Well, so I'm looking forward to I'm, I'm excited. I'm, excited. I'm excited. looking forward to the conversation. So me too. Yeah. So before we go too far, let's just go, just go ahead and Check in for our listeners to check in as a way for us to share some of the things that are happening to these two old chicks, keeping us busy as if we need to be busy, right, Tina? Oh, yeah, we need to be busy. Oh, yeah. oh no, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had a, a, a walking buddy on the beach, you know, people that you walk with the tide, and she would walk, she was like, maybe two, two minutes ahead of me. So every day she was walking ahead and I was in my fifties and I finally asked her, she had a strong little body. And, and I asked her finally, you know, we would do just nod, not really speak. And I asked her one day, I said, what, how old are you? Wow. You just look so strong and capable. And she looked me in the eyes like she had known me my whole life and said, never stop moving, dear. And I've, I have remembered that and how she said it and the fact that she was still strong and, you know, capable. You know how you see a little body that, you know, she could pick up things. She could help herself. So uh, I, 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 I remember that all the time. Never stop moving, dear. Okay. Well, you know, would that we will be that, that spry and that strong for a long, long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, well, before we go too far, let's just go ahead and check in. So uh, I know uh, for me, I'm constantly writing, and I think you are too. Is that right? Well, why do you know? That's who I am. I'm a, I'm a writer. That's what you know. That's what I do. Uh, I, I step away and do other things the same way. You know, I think I think of you as a journalist and as a person who collects news and who's an opinion shaper. No matter how you know how you teach and do other things, that's kind of who you are at your core. And in my core, I'm you know I'm a writer. So I've been writing uh, and and uh, and reviewing. Uh, books. Yeah, I, I have mentioned before that I that I love to review books. It's one of mm -hmm. the one of the first kinds of writings I ever did. And uh, the thing that I, I think about, it, I'm happy to to do this book because I think uh, as a person of color, and I, you know, I actually think that uh, I'm gonna mention the ancestors again. The ancestors keep coming up in our program, Wanda. Huh? Mm -hmm. but, I think, but I really think I owe it to the ancestors who 
some of them couldn't read and write. And those who really learned to read and write and under very, very uh, harsh circumstances. And then those people who published books, I think I owe it to them to, to review books that are coming out. I owe it to our ancestors and I think I owe it to uh, a young, young emerging writers, younger yeah. emerging writers, because you really need the attention. If you don't get reviews, you know, you don't sell as many books. People don't know about it. They go, girl, I never know about it. This is her second book. I didn't even hear about her first one, you know? So I think it's a responsibility of all of us, yourself, yourself uh, as well. I know you have, you have reviewed books, but I yep. really take it seriously and I take it a responsibility and, and a duty. And today I really, I, that really hit me. That uh, it wasn't just that I, you know, I like to review books and you know, I get to, you know, some promote books that I like, but it was a responsibility and a duty. So I think about that for my writing. So that's that's kind of what I've been up to. What well, about your you? last published re book review, I think, was the one, uh, the book Three Girls in Bronzeville by Dawn Turner, and it, it really encouraged me to read the book, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we we had a wonderful, actually, a little short book discussion about it because Wanda came at it from one direction, remember? And mm -hmm. I came at it from another. We had different opinions and then we sort of came together. It's, it, it's a wonderful thing to, you know, keep literature alive. And it's, it's one of the responsibilities. And I, I, I really encourage anybody who wants to write, you know, if you have a newspaper, you know, you know, you can do it online. You know, if you have a wonderful book, you know, and you feel that way about it, you know, review it so the public can can, uh, you know, can read about it. Not necessarily in a newspaper, but on some platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about what about you? I know you've been writing as well. Well, I have. And um, so I got a, a, a call or an email or something from the producer of a play about Ida B. Wells, uh -huh. who was a, um, a journalist extraordinaire in the 19th century and the early 20th century. She was uh, someone who wrote about lynchings and she documented a lot of the uh, lynchings and the things that were happening to uh, black people. This was after slavery uh, mm -hmm. in the South. And so the other night I was writing this piece about Ida B. Wells and I needed some inspiration. And, and many years ago, back in 1993, I won the Ida B. Wells award. It was awarded to me because of my work with newspaper diversity. And so something Excuse told me. Can I interrupt you, Wanda? You say you're writing a piece. Can you tell us what you say you're writing a piece where you, you're writing about yeah, Ida B. Wells? Yeah, no, no. Okay, so it is the forward to a play. So it'll be in the program for this play about Ida B. Wells, and the play is being produced for Black History Month. So it'll it'll run for three or four or five nights. I don't remember exactly in the month of February here in Savannah. In Savannah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I went and got my Ida B. Wells uh, statue off the off the shelf, off the uh, mantle and brought it to the kitchen where I was working at the table and put it in front of me. And I said, I need some inspiration for this story. So I had done all my reading and all my research and I had all my notes there. And I will tell you, when I set that thing in front of me, Tina, the words just came pouring out of my fingers and onto mm -hmm. the computer. So it really, really helped. Really? So we're going we're gonna to keep Miss Ida B. Wells close, uh, close to us when we're writing. That's, That's wonderful. That's I, what I need. I saw the picture that you had, uh, that you posted of her. But the award is beautiful. We will have to uh, post a picture of it when we do the uh, YouTube of this. Uh, okay. of this so, but it's 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 just a stunning piece, and the way that Wanda had it, it was like she was uh, uh, Miss Wells was facing her like nose to nose. But also, Wanda, you can't forget that Miss Wells also had it has a Barbie doll, has a uh, a yeah, new doll. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really good because you know when we were little, gosh, I don't remember if we had Barbie dolls when I was little. Uh -oh, but I, they, didn't, they didn't have Barbies. <laughs> I don't think so. But my daughter had Barbie dolls, but they were there were some black ones, but there weren't. I, I love the fact that this is actually a real person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and think of all the little girls who will now learn about her. But they didn't learn, they didn't learn about it, and learn about her on their level. That's so many ways to learn history these days. So many ways. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, you and I have lived long enough to sort of be part of history. Mm -hmm. To be part of history, I agree. That mean, that means that maybe some young people need to talk to some old chicks and some old guys. Uh, you know, to learn a little bit more about you know their own history. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. I look forward to I look forward to reading it. Good.
This is one of my favorite segments because it's with one of my favorite little schoolgirls we have with us today. I'm going to tell you first so everybody can get geeked and excited. We have Sybil Wilkes with us today. And Sybil Wilkes, as you know, is an icon in uh, not just drive radio, but in radio. Uh, uh, she, you know, you will remember her from being the sane, literary, educated, <laughs> sensible voice yeah. on Tom Joyner. I mean, truly, people sat there waiting. Okay, Sybil, come on, jump in there, Sybil. Come on, come on, Sybil. And I met Sybil because she, she made it a point to get uh, um, the hand I fan with mm -hmm. uh, on, on the air. And I'd never been on the Tom Joyner show before. And we loved each other right from the beginning. So I am pleased to have a real icon of the business, uh, Sybil Wilkes, who now has also, we're going to ask her about her show called Sybil. Uh, it's, that's Sybil. On, it's Sybil, right? It's Sybil. Yeah, that's it. That's it. On on uh, on YouTube and uh, Facebook. Yes, ma'am. And right. can I also add that people not only did I look forward to Sybil's segment, but I knew the time slots, so <laughs> I would just make sure that I was listening. You know, because I was it was drive time. I was driving to work in D.C. or whatever city I lived in, but I would always know the time slot so I could be sure to catch them. Oh, that's nice. That is, yeah. that, that's yeah. but, but great. Truly, I think Sybil may be one of my truly first, first good little school girls. I mean, oh. she had done before. I'm not going to get soppy, okay? Mm -hmm. But she embodies everything that everything that I love and admire and uh, and aim toward for African-American women, women who are doing things. We're going to talk a bit about mentoring and, you know, and what we're all doing in the world. And what we really want is, uh, uh, Wanda, this, this segment is called Wisdom from Sybil. We want right. to get some, some tips, some hints, some hacks. You know, you've been around the business two or three times. So <laughs> I think you're on your third uh, <laughs> revolution around the business. So we welcome Sybil. Sybil, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us. I love you. I'm so excited to be here with, with the greats. I absolutely, I, I adore you both. You know that. Uh, Tina, you and I go back, as you mentioned, uh, the hand I fan with and um, as a part of uh, Sybil's book club and being on the Tom Joyner Foundation cruise and uh, and having uh, great conversations over the years. And so, uh, and, and, and Professor Wanda, I am, I am totally geeked and such a, a fan of yours and your work and, and all that you have done as well. So uh, it, the honor is truly mine to be here with you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, and I don't know what wisdom I can impart here because I look forward to your pearls. <laughs> well, that's good. We're going to pull some wisdom out of you. So just just sit back and relax. <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're talking between the uh, the two of us. Oh, and not even counting you, Sybil. We have like a hundred years of uh, of editing and writing experience. And if we can't pull it out of you, nobody can. Uh, <laughs> even, even though we know you are, you are a fine, fine interviewer. We did. We so look forward to, to you bringing some sense. And with, we're also looking forward to you bringing some sense in this time we live in, Sybil. Mm. So that's one of the things that we just wanted to talk about. Um, one of the things that you 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 have not only been around uh, the, the the business all these three or four rotations, but you've reinvented yourself in different ways. And why did I talk about this all the time on this podcast? Because we old chicks, you aren't one yet, but we old uh, chicks are finding all kinds of ways to do different things. This is why yeah. this podcast came about because Wanda and I were doing zooms, doing uh, putting together the meeting at the table. That's right. Mm -hmm. over uh, Wanda's shoulder. So Wanda, you want to get started after I, yeah, thank you very much. You want to reach out and, and, and sort of prod Sybil a little bit with her wisdom? I sure do. Um, I was actually, I was going to ask you about reinventing. You've been in the media business a long time and these days because of where we find ourselves with, with job layoffs, economy, pandemic, you know, many young people are thinking about reinventing themselves. So I guess my first question would be, what would you say to somebody who's trying to reinvent themselves? I would say that the, the most important thing that we can do in terms of reinventing ourselves, especially if you're someone like me, who uh, early on, I had to be adaptable to change. And then you get into a routine and you, you become very comfortable in that. And so you have to get out of your own way. 
in a lot of uh, instances. Um, I'm a radio person. That is who I am to my bones, to my soul. And uh, this whole video thing and, you know, having to put makeup on, I know, uh, right? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm like, really? Cause in, in, in radio, you are, the words are what are important to you. And you it's can not, just show up, right? And, and not have people critique you for the way you look. See, oh like goodness. I got a cap on today because I'm about to go get my hair done. But you know, it's it's and like adorable too. <laughs> well, but 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 the, <laughs> thank you. But it's really important that we be open to the change that life presents to us and and the opportunities and also think out of the box. Get yeah. get. Well, people, uh, uh, that's a wonderful phrase. When people say that, give me an example. Can you give me an example? When people say "think out of the box," what does what does that mean? For especially for a young person, for a person my, my age trying to reinvent myself, mm -hmm. uh, what's the box? And well, the box for idea. us, the box for us in 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 from from days past mm -hmm. is uh, doing a radio interview. Let's just start there. Okay. Now you've got to not only be good on radio, you've got to be good with video. So whatever form that is, and then you've got to consider social media and social media, what, what an incredible role it plays in, in getting those, those larger audiences. And, and people will ask you in anything that you are going for, what's your social media presence? What's your footprint like in social media? Now it may not be great, but you have to then go forward with that and say, okay, so there is obviously, everybody knows Facebook, everybody knows Twitter, everybody knows Instagram. Now uh, there's, there's TikTok and, 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 and Snapchat came and went <laughs> without us. And, and so you have to you just look at where you are and look at those things that are surrounding you and you, you can see it outside of your box, but you have to be willing to, and, and I, I haven't gotten into the whole TikTok thing. I don't, I, I know that I have to, but I know that um, you just have to be a little bit more open than some of us are in terms of trying and experimenting. And as my mother used to say, you know, that's why God made erasers. What's the worst that could happen? If it doesn't work, you just scratch it off and, and, and you keep moving. Of course, my mom was married four times. So that, you know, that she really did <laughs> she live followed, that. She, her she really did. Exactly. She really did. But, you know, yeah. you got to keep trying and, and, yeah. and, 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 Keep going. When, when, before I retired um, from daily newspaper work, and I, I was interviewing lots and lots of people for jobs and doing career chats, one of the things that research told us was that this young generation, these millennials, are probably going to have not just five jobs, because mm -hmm. I had more than five jobs, but five careers, perhaps. Yeah. They really yeah. are. You mean in their whole, in their whole lifetime? Yeah. 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 So I guess thinking outside the box is, is really good. One of the other, let me just say that one of the other social media platforms that I find um, helpful is LinkedIn. It used to be that yeah. LinkedIn was just a place to go find a job. And now people are putting their content on LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm finding that I'm building an audience there. I, I recently posted something that got more comments from LinkedIn than it did from Facebook. Wow. Which surprised me. It was well, you know, yeah. Like, you know, but also what's so important That's to say right. this, uh, uh, Sybil, is because it's a no-brainer for young people who are mm -hmm. thinking of changing a career. But for, for older chicks, you know, it, it's not the first thing that comes to mind. And then they think, oh, social media. And we were raised to be private. And, you know, so social media is, is the opposite of sort of how we that are. That is, that that is sort of, so true. That so is that's so thinking true. outside the box. That's, so yeah. some people yeah. just doing being on social media. I yeah. can't imagine why people want to hear from me sitting inside of, you know, looking at what I'm eating, for instance, which is not a pretty picture um, because my eating habits are so awful. But I, I just can't imagine sharing the things and, and I, you know, and, and because you know, growing up, we don't talk about stuff like that. You know, we don't. No, and, no. It's, it's and, crazy. So you talk about stuff like that now. You get a, you get a ten thousand followers. You get all you know, the people yes. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I go to a restaurant. You know, before COVID, and the first thing I see is people taking a picture of picture. on yeah. their plate. I'm like, really? Oh, now don't yeah. you see? I like looking at pictures, of pictures of people's food. Now I'm the person that they're taking the picture for. Live, <laughs> you both know that I live a very simple, quiet life. You know, away from in your garden 
So yeah. yeah, and so when I see people out and about, I love that's how I live my life. You know, mm -hmm. and the other thing is, I'm just thinking about what I'm doing for my career. Sometimes I have to either go out or look at TikTok because I have to know what are people even to write fiction. What are people even thinking right. and talking about? What are, what are, what are young girls wear and how they're yeah. wearing there? So yeah. you know, you do that. That's getting for me. That's getting outside of my box. You know, so so that's really thing. interesting because I love taking pictures. I'm a photographer at heart. Uh -huh. And so I will take pictures, not of the food, but, you know, standing in the Walmart line, there's a guy with his pants at his, at his knees. That's amusing to me. Or, you know, as we were, as we were, as we're gathering our food to begin the quarantine, you know, and a guy is standing there and all he's got is a 24 pack of beer. This is how he's going to start his quarantine. That's amusing to me. The, the actions of others are really what amuse me. And I I like to post but but for me i i don't know what it is that that would interest people but you know you you get out there and you do what you got to do and it and reminds me of the psychology class that i took in college you know mm -hmm. thinking about how people react to things and thinking about life and thinking about interpreting what people are doing and why they're doing it and what that means about them i mean it right really it really is a lesson in psychology. It truly um, is. Well, you know, all, all three of us are opinion shapers, you know, and so we are always thinking psychologically. We're thinking, we're thinking on different levels than other people think on because we're writers, we're talking to people, we're convincing people, you know, changing their minds and you have to be um, uh, knowledgeable, yeah. knowledgeable to, uh, to do that. Okay, before we move on, this is so good. I'm going to ask, we have two points. I want, I, this is mine, but Sybil, uh, if do you, if, we're talking about reinventing yourself, going in a different direction, go, following your heart. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing that you say you should do, one thing you should not do? Oh, following you your heart. Tell us what you should do. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm one who, who keeps my heart very close uh, to me. I, and that one, you know, I have a small group of friends and circle and, and, and things like that. Um, but the one thing is, is that, if you are going to go for something, you know, and, and professor, you know, this when you, uh, as a part of, uh, graduation classes, uh, and, and, and ceremonies, and they tell you, find a job that, you know, find something that you really love and you'll never work a day in your life. Um, be open to the possibilities of, of all that's out there. Uh, you may not have even had it in the four years that you're in college or four years in high school. Um, but be open to, to the possibilities. And, and when you do go for it, it doesn't seem like it's so hard. It, it just, and, and, and cause life is hard enough. And so going forward, look for those things that, that touch your heart or the way that you want to extend yourself to, to touch others. It's really important to me that we, um, in this, in this era of, of everybody being in it, once again, back in this box and the way of thinking, uh, and, and the hatred and the, the animus that, that exists in our society, we have to be the ones to, to shine a light on it, but also shine the light of goodness. And that's really important that, uh, that's what we try to do in our newsletter to only, uh, what you need to know newsletter is about super serving the African-American community and giving them the stories, telling them what's going on in, not only in our communities, but around the world, um, but also bringing some goodness and some positivity to their lives. And, and that's, that's really important in this so, day and so you, age. You mentioned the newsletter. What exactly is that? So we, uh, before the Joiner show ended, we were able to, um, to strike a deal with Reach Media in which we would have a newsletter. It's called What You Need to Know. And we give you five stories that um, are out there uh, that, uh, for the most part, apply to the African-American community. That's what I learned from Tom is super serving the African-American community and, and through our all of our efforts. And so um, we have five stories of politics. Uh, we have we have a coronavirus update, which we've been doing since the very beginning of this, you know, before it became what it is. And um, we also have uh, social justice. We have some young people that are working with us on social justice stories, LGBTQ stories, uh, as well as uh, some of the other elements of the Joinership which are the little known black history fact and we have uh, HBCU corners and um, and um, and health and wellness that's really important to us and and, and some that's a part of our new uh, objective that we're working on now too I love so, the fact that you have some you said you have some young people working with you and that you're focusing still on HBCU something you've been doing a long time since mm -hmm. the show so um 
I know we've all mentored young people in, in all in our respective fields. So in your mentoring, what does that look like for you? What is what do you do as a mentor? Uh, you know what? It's really interesting because a lot of uh, people, young people come up to me and say, you've been a mentor to me for so long. And I didn't even know it um, for a long time. You know, it was just as, as you just perform, not perform, but as you go through your day-to-day -day activities uh, and, and hold yourself to a standard and, and um, encourage people and, and, and tell them what you're doing and, and don't be so covetous of what you're doing and and the success I'm sorry, that you I'm sorry don't, don't be so what covetous in terms oh, of covetous. you know holding oh, okay. holding covetous. on to those things and say well yeah, I okay. got here you're you're here on your own you got to get there on your own oh. that's that's not the way to live and so um I gotta tell you professor it's it's really about just setting the setting the tone and the example for being a a, 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 a good person that your mom and dad wanted you to be you know, and were, were you in uh, miami in 2019 at the nabj national yes yes and yes and tom and i were inducted into the hall of fame and my yes. speech in accepting that award was people are watching you Yes. Oh, and there are people that I didn't even know who were watching me. Exactly. And they tell me years later, I did this because I saw you doing it. So that's, that's a right. really good, you're right. That's a really good model and something our old chick listeners need to, to need to know, you know, you're absolutely right. Doing the right thing, doing what your parents taught you because people really are watching. And if you're not just like Tina mentors, she calls them her school, her little school girls. She does it in a physical way because she gets on the phone and she talks to them and she reads their writing. But people are watching her because they're reading her writing and then they're, yeah. they're looking at her Instagram. Um, yeah, her 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 um, Twitter every day because she's on that Twitter all the time. But people really are Twitter. watching everything we do. So I love the fact. You, you, you know, you know what I'm thinking of, ladies. You know how your, your mother and your grandmother would would uh, say to somebody who was uh, uh, preaching preaching love and Christianity and acting ugly. As I can't hear a word you're saying, your actions are so loud they're drowning out your words. That's and right. And so it, it works the same way when you're doing good. You know, your actions are so. You know, you said you your people come up to you you too on and say you know you've been a mentor to me and you don't even know them. You don't even know how you connected with them. That's but right. you know that your actions were so loud that you didn't have to say words to them that's really that's really that's, that's very good that's yeah it's 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 really imperative that we um be ourselves but wow. also because i think inherently we're good people um but we also have to 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 create that path for others to follow behind and and to to you know uh to address the situations accordingly as, as we would and but also encourage them uh come on along this is a fun ride yeah. You know, um, but here's some of the things, here's some of the tools you may need, uh, but also just not necessarily do as I say, but do as I do. And I don't want to, you know, say you got to do this, Absolutely. but if, if you're going to, I'm telling you, it's worked okay for me, <laughs> you well, know, it's, 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 it's been okay. Wanda and I talk about our, all our little school girls and our mentees, and because they are such a big part of our lives, uh, and we want it, we want it to be that way, you know. And that's what you we're, we're hoping to give. Uh, but we, uh, we we've also talked about everybody is not your little school girl. Yeah. Everybody's not your for you, you yeah. know. And what I've found is, and this is the truth, I have never had to go looking for any little school girls or any mentees. They come falling right in your lap, and yeah. you know who they are. You know who's for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh gosh, this person needs some guidance in this, but I'm not, I'm not for her. I'm not the one. So right. you have to be discerning as well. Yeah. Well. I got to tell you, um, you know, we, we have a, a bit of a village with my girlfriends and some of them have daughters. And so we have text chains and uh, we, <laughs> we had a situation and it wasn't a story that I thought was, was difficult for a young woman to handle. I, it was a medical story, but it, it wasn't it didn't seem to be objectionable in any way, um, but she asked to be removed from the tax chain. And so what I'm finding is, is that um, they're resistant to, to getting some of this conversation, getting in the oh, conversation gosh, yeah. and taking in some of this knowledge. And, and I can't force her to stay on the text chain. I mean, she's a grown woman. She, she, she can go ahead and, you know, say, screw you guys. I'm, I'm out of here or whatever it is, take me out. But, um, What's disappointing is, is that people get 
so so indoctrinated to their own way of thinking. They don't want to be open to the possibilities of other ways of thinking. Uh, and if you see it on social media, then you know it's true. Yeah. And and no, questioning, I, no research, no. There's no. There's no looking at things from two perspectives. I remember one time Jay and I, Jay Anthony Brown and I were arguing about something, and I said, "Can't we disagree without being disagreeable?" He said, "No." And then he went right back into it. I think we can. I think we can, but we also have yes. to be open to other people having different, different ways of thought, different ways of living, and 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 that can help us to grow. Well, that's really hard. I, you know, I address that a lot in my writing mm -hmm. and, and the work I did in, in, when I was in the newspaper business. I, I, I did workshops for people about honoring differences among yes. them and getting to know people who are different whether that you talk about that, you know, going to with your coworkers and and you know exactly. whatever their preparations for holidays it's and really and it's really like important that. to understand different cultures and and different uh, ways of thinking. Um, not to mention, and I won't get into politics, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But people really are resistant resistant to that, and I'm so surprised. And unfortunately, I'm not sure it's changing somewhat with the millennial generation and the generation behind them because they're going to school with different people. But on the other hand, I'm not sure enough of them are embracing those differences when they're not in school or when they're not on the job. Who are the people that they sort of hang out with the most? Is it people who look like them, who think like them, who live in the same neighborhood only, who go to, you know, have the same religion, or are they really embracing change? You know, one of the things I've said in some presentations is, you know, I want to go to a synagogue. I just mm -hmm. want to, you know, because I live around Jewish people and I want to go to a synagogue. So, yeah. so I, I strongly urge that. And I'm glad you, you brought that up. Um, you know what, Tina and I are self-described old chicks. We, we embrace that term. Um, <laughs> that word I use that Tina doesn't like season. So I'll just say we're, we're self-described old chicks. When you become an official old chick and you got a little time to go. Bless your heart. What's that going to look like for you? Are you ever going to stop working? I mean, would you like to just go off and lay on a beach somewhere for like years at a time? Or do you think you'll just keep working for as long as God gives you the, the things to say and the mind to think? And the gifts to share. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that I can do it doing what I wanted to do many years ago. When I came home from college, uh, the last quarter of my college career in at Northwestern. And I came home and I told my mom, I am tired. I want to stop. I want to be a bartender and just, and then I'll come back. And my mother said, okay. She said, you can do that on June 18th. <laughs> it's like, that's random. And she said, that's the day after you will graduate from college and you can become a bartender. You can do anything you want, but you're going to get your degree. And so that has always stayed with me. I've always, I, I just love uh, that or working in a barbershop. I love the conversation. Really? I love the, the camaraderie of things like that. Uh, and so my ideal professor is to go and to be near water uh, whether it's a lake or an ocean. You live uh, in the middle of the country right now. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, there are very few lakes in, 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 in Dallas, Texas. Um, but, but we got a couple. Um, but, but go somewhere uh, where the weather is great to be near the water and to have a bookstore slash bar. So, I love to say Simons. I love to say Simons. Okay, I'm getting <laughs> mine in first. Both of say Simons, everybody. Oh man, that would be great. I think wonderful. I think I can stay in in the whole conversation realm. Um, we can we can have discussions over and and have my favorite authors there to talk about their books. Um, and, and you two will be the first. Uh, you know, it's 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 that kind of 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 just gathering of people. I think that, you know, that with a, a nice wine bar or maybe something a little stronger. I like a I like a vodka tonic every once in a while. Um but it won't let me drink so I can just sniff it. <laughs> Oh yeah, she, she, she just walk into the place, right? And just start getting rowdy. She getting rowdy on just taking the sniff of. I've never gotten rowdy because I go to sleep before I get a chance. That is true. I'm about 
I would rather when she goes to sleep. Absolutely. Oh gosh. You know what you just said, so and and I just thought about it and I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Wouldn't it be great if two old chicks and and it civil had a book club? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's something that we've gotten away from on It's Sybil, but I promise you um, that, uh, you know, um, my best friend and uh, my business partner, Yolanda Starks-White is always saying, we got to do a book club. We got to do a book club. And uh, I I feel kind of overwhelmed with all the stuff that we are doing with the newsletter, uh, with the regular YouTube and Facebook live show. And and now we've uh, started on this uh, project with the American Heart Association, uh, where we're checking in and checking up for your health. And so uh, there's a lot but you just got to make time for those things that you love and that are important to you. And yeah, well, my we'll, love we'll, of books. If both of, if both, both of these entities do it, then it'll be less of many hands make less work. Or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Whatever, That's whatever right. Hey, Sybil, well, okay, I'm going to be back with you on that. Okay. That's a great okay. Idea. Hey, Sybil, we're getting toward the end, but I have a question because you just mentioned the bookstore. And my question is you have a, you have a story to tell. And I tell this pe- to people because I wrote my, my memoir and I want other people, to, you know, people, people need to know what, who we are and what we've done. So is there a memoir in your future? You know, uh, folks like Tina and my best friend Yolanda want there to be a book <laughs> out there. Uh, I, I, I'm reluctant. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I think that I can can give it out in pieces and give you know my history, like talking to you all, uh, telling you about my 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 family history with my mother, who you know raised me. Uh, as a single mother uh, after my father passed away when I was a little girl. Uh, I think that there are all these stories that can be told, but I don't know that there is a book in me. And, and Yolanda wants to, you know, let's just talk and let's, you know, hear these stories and, and things like that. And so- There you go. And let you know. me say this, Tina McElroy-Ansa pulled the book <laughs> yes. out of me. Literally yes. pulled the book by listening to my stories and say, that's a story, that's a story, that's a story. So. Don't. My, my, my favorite, my favorite line is, did you write that down? <laughs> write that down? You know how you'll say something, you'll be, because you, you, writers just have, you know, a facility with words. And I'll be talking to my writer friends and I, and I realized after a while, you know, you didn't write that down, did you? What? They'll say, oh my God, the best line I've ever heard from you. I write know. Yeah. I, and, and, every good writer needs a good editor. That's the truth. That's true. That's true. And I tell my friends, especially those that, you know, I, I didn't have any children, but uh, my friends, as they were going through the childhoods with their with their little ones, and and I was like, oh, did you write that down? Did you you know you get that's a that's a great story to tell, or uh, you know for your memoirs or for for the stories of the books you're going to leave for your children. Um, but I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not one to do it for myself. So uh, you know I I need Yolanda no, to, to kind of pull those out. You're not going to wear you down. Two editors right here telling you you have a story to tell. <laughs> So you, you not only have a great story to tell, uh, uh, Sybil, you have a story to tell that I would read. Wouldn't you read it, Wanda? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm telling you, you got two readers here who would absolutely, you know, pick it up, pass it on to their to, to their friends. It would be it would be a real gift to the world. Sybil, think I think you and I are similar in that you know I'm a private person also, and Tina mm-hmm. is to to a great extent, and and. In my memoir, I tried to, after I told the story of my family, I tried to focus it on my career. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking about going back. Okay, maybe it's time to tell some of those personal stories. So you really can separate those things yeah. and yeah. do the professional thing first and then see how comfortable you are later with some of the personal stories. So don't rule it out. Think about I, it. I, I, I won't. Um, I, I will never say no to it. Uh, a, a hard no. Um, but it is, it's, it's a, it's a struggle for me. You like you. you know, the other thing, the other thing, so uh, Wanda was asking about a memoir. I thought she was going to ask just about a book because, you know, you also have so much to offer that has, has nothing to do with your story, you know, your memoir, your, but also have, has to do with your, you know, your experiences and what you've done. I'm telling you, you know this better than I, the young people, young women, young men out there, you know, millennials, they don't know. They have no clue. They don't know that they can even do it. They think they're, you know this, they think they're inventing themselves every time they Yeah, yeah. And Nobody's you know, ever I, done this before. <laughs> you, you know what, what, know what our, our, uh, one of our mottos is at Two Old Chicks? Hmm. The babies ain't got to learn the hard way. Okay. We can, we can kick down a couple of doors right. for them. I mean, why, yeah. why, why, would, why would you have uh, information of uh, uh, direction, wisdom, 
and not pass it on. Yeah, that's true. That's, who, that's, who that's, we are. that's the worst thing that we could possibly do, Tina, is to leave this world without sharing uh, right. and without helping. You know, it's like yeah. that picture you see with uh, one black man's arm holding with his hand and grabbing up another man. And I think yeah. it's called my brother's keeper. Yeah. Uh, that would be the worst thing if we don't lift them up and, and share with them and make their roads a little bit easier uh, it, for whatever it's worth uh, for them. And I hope everybody can see just how much joy doing this brings us. I mean, I'm just looking at all our faces now, and we've been talking about giving to people and showing people. It, it, you know, it keeps you beautiful, keeps you yeah. young. Yeah, it yeah. really does. I, well, I believe well, you have really uplifted us, and I'm sure you've uplifted some of our um, our listeners as they listen to this podcast. And I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule. You're doing yeah. so much. You have reinvented yourself over and over. You are a role model just by watching. Oh. You. And I just want to thank you um, for being with us today. And believe me, we will call you again. I hope so. We're going to get get this book club thing going and it's not going to be any, it's not going to be any heavy weight on you. We're going to spread it all out. (laughs) Well, you know what? I loved being with you all talking about uh, meeting at the table. And so I really, I look forward to our our joining together again on a project. And um, you guys, you ladies are just such a a wealth of information and such inspiration to me. And I I really appreciate the friendships and um, I'm just proud to know you and I'm, I'm very honored to be here today thank you so much thank you now go get your hair done so you can be beautiful on your show this evening (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you so much if i I could just thank you all again i really appreciate you and please watch us on it's sybil we appreciate it facebook live and youtube live and we're checking in and checking up for your health that's our new uh program uh and in which we look out for each other it's tom joiners take a loved one to the doctor 2.0 okay so tell us website your I'm website, sorry. Your website. Uh, oh, Sybil, uh, at SybilWilks.com. That's where you go to uh, subscribe to our absolutely free newsletter. It'll be in your email box every Monday through Friday morning. I get it. Our YouTube and Facebook live show is Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. And uh, on Thursdays, we are starting the check-in and check-up for your health initiative. Uh, and that is our physical, mental, and spiritual health as well. Thank wonderful, you. wonderful, Thank wonderful. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank again. you. Hope to see you guys soon in person. Absolutely. That would be great. That would hugs be and great. kisses. Real yeah. hugs and kisses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Wanda, before we close out, this episode, episode two of our new season of Two Old Chicks, you know, we're going to drop some wisdom. It's been a familiar part of our, our program, and we're adding some new features to, our, to uh, season two, but we also want to keep the ones that our listeners have been telling us that they really like, and dropping some wisdom is one that uh, uh, that, that our, our listeners have given us good feedback on, so we want to give you more of that. And we got nothing but wisdom, right, Wanda? We got it. What's yours? What's your wisdom? Well, it's interesting because I was my first wisdom was going to be Mercury retrograde, which you and I talk about. I mm-hmm. Wanda did not know what I had not heard of it and did not know about Mercury retrograde. And if you know, I just ask all of y'all to look it up and because Mercury retrograde is sort of a time where things go quirky and, and backwards and that kind of thing. But as I was talking about thinking about that, I thought, you know, well, you know, it'll be over on February 14th, I think, or somewhere. So I said, why even, you know, why even go into that other than to just mention it to be careful. But what I really was thinking about is time. And I was thinking about what this last year, two years have kind of done to us, Wanda. Mm-hmm. And I think I know that 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 it's made us gun shy. It's made many of us gun shy. You know, we've done, you and I have done lots of things, you know, during these last two years, published a book, uh, Meeting at the Table, uh, you know, started our podcast, but there are a lot of people out there who really are skittish about moving on. And I just really want to drop some wisdom is that if you've done the work, you know, and it just might be time right now. Now, now might be the time. Now is not the time to sort of pull back. I think now is the time to start that business. You know, now is the time to reach out to that person who you hurt their feelings and they hurt yours. I mean, it's just now. I think that now the young people say, uh, uh, you know, take your shot. 
you know, and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's in, you know, you know, taking a shot with a, with a guy, me taking a shot at, you know, with a guy to see, you know, if he's really going to uh, uh, be interested in me. But I tell my, I want to tell my listeners to take your shot. You know, don't be skittish. We've had a hard time, but, you know, we're going to, we're going to be okay. So if there are any people who are thinking about doing something and they put it off, I would uh, urge you to, you know, rethink that. Take your shot. Now's a good time. You know, when you said um, skittish and we, you know, let's move on. I don't know. Somehow, whatever your first words were, it reminded me when the doorbell rang yesterday and this, this man was out there. And he was walking away from the door because I took a long time to get to the door because I really didn't feel like getting up from writing to go see who was at the door. But my dog kept barking and barking. I said, I better go see who this is. This is more than the UPS guy, the mailman. So this guy was walking. So when he saw me come open the door, he started coming back toward me. And and before he could get anywhere close, I said, stop right there. I said, don't come any closer. Well, it turned out he's the the exterminator. He was just calling to tell me that he was spraying outside the house, you know, like he does every other month or so. Mm -hmm. But when you said that about gunshots, gunshots, that's the word. That's the word. That was was the first thing I thought about was this guy from the exterminator company walking toward me because I'm just still scared to be close to people, you know. Well, you know, some 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 gun shyness, I guess, is good. It's a protection, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that we all, you know, know that. But I think we also know when we're when we're when it's more than that. When we, you know, when we say, "I didn't used to think about that. I didn't used to do," you know. And mm-hmm. you have to sort of look at it. I think and examine it and see if indeed, you know, this is something that you've been doing, and you know, you should take your shot. Yeah. It should be, you know, it should be a little, a little bolder. That's my, that's my wisdom. Be, be bold, even in these times uh, that can be frightening. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. What about you, Mister Wisdom? Well, you know, to, the other night, Tina, you and I were talking about pearls. Now, why are we talking about pearls? Okay, so you know, oh, we, got, we got around the pearls. I mean, we, we got around the pearls, and I have pearls. My husband gave me a string of pearls, a short string, just a close around the neck. Um, I think it was a first Christmas. It might have been the second Christmas, but it was soon after we were married. So, you know, I've had the same uh, string of pearls I've been wearing for 45 years or so. Uh But I keep the pearls on days that I'm working. I keep it on the desk at my office because um, when I have a Zoom, I put them on real quick because I think they bring light to my face. They do. You know, so the other night I was saying... Oh, I just got off a long Zoom call. I got to take off these pearls. And Tina started <laughs> laughing and laughing. It was almost like, you know, sometimes a woman might say, Oh, I got to take off this bra. <laughs> That's just what I thought about. Because, you know, you and, you and I call uh, Zooms and and uh, uh, our podcast bra and makeup. Bra and makeup. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bra and makeup. But Wanda, you have on a beautiful, uh, uh, I, I think it was made by a, a local uh, textile artist. You have a beautiful necklace on now. But, because you know, one of the things that I said is that a bright scarf does that too. I have a red and a purple because that's my color, scarf. Yeah. And you, so, you know, sometimes even when you have on a t-shirt, sort of a t-shirt. Kind of, oh, yeah. You can just cover it up and put the scarf and also the, the the bright color. You want a bright color because you're going to, you know, to your face. You want to bring right. a bright color to your face. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. that's a good one. But pearls, huh? We're going to talk about pearls some more, huh? Okay. Yeah, you know, and then we were talking about pearls so much. I said, well, I don't know if young young women uh, have pearls. We are going to talk about pearls because this, the phrase clutch my pearls came up. And I said, I wonder <laughs> if young women know what that is. So we probably need to have a little segment about pearls at some at some mm-hmm. point. I think we will. That sounds that sounds really good. Really good. 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 But good. you know, I want to say this necklace, since you uh-huh. mentioned it, this necklace, Shelby and I, my daughter Shelby and I went to Bluffton, South Carolina the day after Christmas, just because we like to go to Bluffton and we went shopping and we went to some art galleries. We had lunch just to sort of, you know, have a girl's day and hang out together. And we wandered into this gallery and this this beautiful work by a woman who does textiles. She lives on St. Simon's Island. And so this caught my eye and I bought it. And her name is Margot Duke, and she's got a Facebook page and a web- website, so you can Google her. But I told her that I said, this looks like a podcast piece, so don't be surprised if you don't see it on a future podcast. So I'm sure she's going to be watching. Oh, she should. It's really beautiful. And like you said, it brings light, brings light to your face. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a great thing. That's a great yeah. thing. Yeah.
Well, Wanda, that's it for season two, episode two of Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit. We hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, if you haven't already, as we ask you each each uh, episode, please follow us on on Facebook and uh, on Zoom. And, I'm sorry, on Spotify and uh, YouTube, and uh, and subscribe too as well to our podcast. And before we go, we want to remind you uh, that we also have a book, Meeting at the Table, which Wanda has over her shoulder. It's a collection of always nearby, always nearby. An essay I have it here somewhere too. Uh, <laughs> a, a book of essays. Wait a minute. Here we go. The back part. Uh, a book of a book of essays by African American women that really was uh, created by Wanda and myself as as uh, co-editors in response to. Uh, everything that was even beginning to come to the surface in 2020. And so you can you can buy, purchase the book at uh, downsouthpress.com. That's the, my publisher, downsouthpress.com. And uh, we, I, we think that you will like it. And we think this also makes a great gift for, um, for the reader in your family. Hey, Tina, I just have to say this. What? I went. I, I went to do an in-person book talk at a in a, at a place here in Savannah the other oh, day, okay. mm-hmm. and so I took my books and I was at the table signing books. And people were lined up; they were buying the book. I was signing the book. I was meeting people. I was having a good time. And every other person was like, "But well, I want meeting at the table too." <laughs> right. That's what that's what we like to hear. So I unfortunately I brought a couple of copies and I sold them. But I just packed my bag for my next presentation, which is going to be here in Savannah in February, February, early February. I I just packed it up. I said I better put some more meeting at the table in this bag. <laughs> I am so glad that it was uh, it was eagerly eagerly sought after, and that you were smart enough to have some. You know, they have some with you. But I, I just want to say quickly, did, I, I know you enjoyed being out on a book tour. I mean, that, that's something that book, the authors really, really, I know, have missed out on the last two years. It's a whole different experience, isn't it? It really is. It's great to, to meet people and um, just take their questions and have just like a conversation in a room where we're together. We were saying, you know, we were, everybody in the room had on their mask while I was talking. I took mine off just for the talk, but they were way back at the, other, in a very large room and, you know, they did temperature checks and they, they verified that we were all boosted. It was a place for senior citizens. So it's not surprising that most of the people were, were boosted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to be out there. So I'll be out there again uh, early February. And then I've got at least two book festivals coming up in the spring that mm-hmm. I may be traveling for. So, you know, we have to see how things go, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll as my sister used to say, we'll jump off that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. 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 So listen, everybody, it's been great talking to you again. We'll see you soon. And it's time to say bye-bye and love, love. Love and peace. Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit is brought to you by executive producers Tina McElroyanza, Wanda Smalls-Loy, and Kara Fenner-Walker. Produced by Black Girls Right.